Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I am now officially the owner of 16 boxes of different flavors of incense cones. <laughs> Somebody tells me I should have read that description online a little bit more carefully. I mean, I'm not complaining. It is quite setting the scene. I've got four violets on the go, which smells lovely, but I'm not going to lie. It does smell like I'm burning a nan. Gorge, though. Episode 11. Tone after the tone after the tone Leave your always going to be like this <laughs> don't expect it to start differently i know you sit there every week and think she's gonna clap and i always do hello hello after the toners toners is that what you're called these days or tonies after the tonies or after after us oh, i mean whatever you're called you're clearly a sandwich short of a picnic as my nan would say because <laughs> you listen to this rubble every week a series of voice notes left for me each week on the After the Tone burner phone. And surprisingly, thousands of you find it entertaining. Thousands. Hello. Uh, as ever, I'm your host, Scotty, with the magic fingers of producer Deb. I'll say it again, with the magic fingers of producer Deb. We're aiming for joy this week, aren't we? I promised that last week. Avid listeners will remember that last week I was determined, with everything that's going on in our world, oh my God, that we'd have, you know, a little bit of a lull this week you know we've had the election to do i mean that's the best five-part drama series that we'll ever see this year lockdowns and you know i mean the whole rest of it really the whole caboodle i mean it's eventful (laughs) if we look back at 2020 we'll be like well we were busy not being busy weren't we so um we're all going to have like a little bit of a warm afternoon, evening, morning, wherever you listen to this with each other, in the safety of each other's company today. That's what I'm determined to do. And as you know, I don't know what's waiting for me in the voicemail box mailbag. So um, we'll see how successful we are in joy and laughter at the end. But before that, 
This is your weekly reminder that um, if you don't leave us a message, well, there's no show. <laughs> so there you go. So send us a voice note on the WhatsApp. And it could be about absolutely anything. I mean, I will listen to some shit. And you know that. Come on. Love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from you. The room would love to hear from you. The after the tone number is... Zero seven double eight two hundred three four two zero. Honestly, don't wait for permission. Don't worry if you waffle on. Do you know what I mean? Like, none of us like the sound of our own voice. I mean, <laughs> present company accepted. <laughs> Do you know what? Sometimes I listen back to after the zone. Yeah, of course I listen back to it. And I think, oh my God, I just laugh and say, do you know what I mean a lot? I'm actually quite common. I was actually surprised. But anyway, really, here we go. We're going to do it. We're going to dive in. We're going to be all guns blazing. Well, not guns. Something more joyful than guns. Bunnies. <laughs> We're going to go all bunnies glazing. Get glazing? Oh, do you know what? Here we go. We're going to have a laugh. Producer Debbie, hit me with that joyful, joyful, joyfulness. <laughs> Hi, Scotty. It's the carer here. She's had a few tinnies. As we sort of enter this era of, like, facial change and fucking lip-sync crazy and, you know, what's real, what's not, who's telling the truth and who's not, I would like to talk about, you know what I mean, talking and being censored. Because I feel like last episode, a part of my story was censored. Let's say edited, because it's a lot less aggressive, do you know? And I understand this is showbiz, it was possibly because it was a better story, it was a shorter story. She felt like it was possibly not a relevant moment for the going on of the story or time. But it made me think. And I suppose there's more the millennials may say. It, it triggered me. It's like, why that bit? Why that bit? I sort of said. And then it was like, what did I say in that bit? And I remembered it was like, well, did I sound too aggressive? Did I sound too common and heterophobic in that sense? Um, aggro. And, you know, like I'm saying too many derogatory swear words. But I didn't realise how serious I meant those words, actually. It's because, yeah, about my mentalness. Do you know what I mean? My mental health being triggered at that time. And I was a real sort of... I was on the edge and I was really seeing that a lot of my mental health is dealing with heteronormativity, as we say, or the status quo. And the thing is, being a carer of my 90-year-old mum and leaving a lot of my gay abandonment at home, um, not at home, fucking leaving it out of home, she's a lifelong conservative. You know, I deal with a lot, and I've got three older brothers but can't even fucking say thank you for clearing up your mum's shit every morning for the last seven years with their toxic masculinity. So as we brave into the brave new world, do you know what I mean? What do we believe? What do we see? Transparency has to be valued. So at what point is it sort of like, who really knows what people have said? What pits have been missed out? Or am I of a very select committee that has um, been blessed to be edited and on a gentle day censored it's quite nice to know that you are being censored for a reason and maybe this may never all go through and this avenue q on all starts again
But um, yeah, love you, sis. Do you know what I mean? Whatever's going down, you know I love you, sis. Just putting it out there. She's got to get it off her chest rather than sitting there coughing it up. Oh, that's it, right. I asked for a bit of joy and we start with a fucking complaint. <laughs> now, in all seriousness, you know this is a regular of ours called The Care Rat and we don't want to fuck off the regulars. You know, we like to treat this place like a pub and a pub it will be treated. And do you know what? I love how common this is. And I mean that with gorgy respects, as I think the carer will understand. Because when you come in and you've got beef with somebody, you just say it. You just be like, what's going on? And so I hope you see this as full transparency, the carer, of us including this call. Because we did speak off air about it just to make sure that you felt loved and cared for and the reasons why. And so this is a message I have heard before because we do take this role really responsibly. And I speak on behalf of producer Debbie and me that um, we love the fact that everyone jumps in on this and has a good old giggle and makes it their own and it is their own space because of those reasons that you mentioned the carer do you know what I mean like yeah violent fags welcome here swearing yeah come on for fuck's sake <laughs> knock yourself out common hello mentals hello and if this is going to be a space where you can talk about the role the demon of the heteronormative that like is responsible for so much PTSD within us queers, particularly us common queers and us queers that didn't fit in to the very neat versions of homosexuality. Why is there a fucking bike going past while I'm doing my monologue? That's heteronormativity in action, isn't it? Me trying to, like, cause an uprising whilst fucking the Hells Angels are outside going, you can't hear you. Now, I can tell you the only times that people have been nicked and tucked on this podcast is when people sort of repeat themselves a bit or if anything litigious has been said and I actually might get sued because at the end of the day, it's Vanessa Feltz is going to sue me, not you, hun. <laughs> and so, yeah, that would be the only reason why we give people a nip and a tuck. And if we didn't, the podcast would be two hours long. Now, I know a lot of you would like that, but I've got other things to be doing in my time. So with love and respect... I hear you, we hear you, we take your complaints very seriously in this establishment, which is French for pub. But, there's always got to be a but in there with me. No, you're loved, you're cared for, this is your space. You're a gorgy one. And the role of a carer is a fucking tough gig. And I'm glad that after the tone gives you that bit of love. And I'm sorry it's pissed you off. And we'll try to be better. Love you. Hello, Scotty. It's Maggie calling again from Barcelona. I called you ages back when you first started and I've been listening in and it's all lovely. I love your show. It's really good. I'm calling you on a little bit of a sad note because today my house got burgled, which is pretty shitty. Um, arrived home and found my house upside down people looking for stuff that we don't even have because we're not rich we haven't got fuck all and uh, me and my wife this is going to make you laugh happily married for 20 years went down to our bedroom all the drawers and everything was pulled out in the bedroom and whoever the robber was had kindly left all our sex toys out on our bed and it was so funny because we haven't seen our sex toys for so long we did actually have to have a bit of a chuckle <laughs> so I just thought I'd share that with you Okay, take care, darling. Lots of love. Bye. <laughs> Buenos dias, Barcelona. Oh, Maggie. 
Oh, Maggie. <laughs> they give with one hand and they take with the other, don't they? And uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you just had a chuckle, you're doing it wrong. I hope it realigned your sex toy chakras. There's nothing like a rediscovery of something that you've forgotten, is there? Being like, oh, I didn't know we had this. Or, um, oh, yeah, this is still broken. Or, no, this still doesn't feel nice. <laughs> Do you know what? I've lived in a house now for... God, when did I move into a house? I moved into a house like three, four years ago, right? And before that, I've always lived in flats. When they live in a flat, I've never been petrified of anyone coming in because I thought, I'll just shout and my neighbour will hear and, you know, that'll be the end of it. Since I'm moving in the house, because it's got a garden, I'm like, oh my God, someone's waiting in the garden. Oh my God, someone's been staring at the house all day. It's this weird fear that somebody's going to burgle me. I've never been burgled in my life, probably because I'm so fucking petrified of being burgled. But I don't know what that comes from. It's not like I've got anything to steal. I mean, if they want... Sorry, I was just looking at my vintage wardrobe there that I got for 25 quid in the local charity shop. I mean, by all means, if they can get it down the stairs, I'd give them the 25 quid for it because it's so big. But yeah, there's there's that weird intrusion, isn't there? It sounds like you're doing all right, though, with it. It doesn't sound like you're too um, perplexed, shall we say, by it. Well, lucky you got your wife there. Now I'm interested to know what you found. <laughs> Good on you. Good on you. Um, thanks for returning your call as well. Always lovely to hear a familiar voice. I mean, the one week in which I say, is there any joyful stories? We've got a complaint and a burglary. I mean, I'm frightened to press play to the next message, to be honest with you. So I'm sending this for the podcast. My gossip. I think this is the kind of gossip that you want. I don't know. So my current lockdown dating situation is queer, by the way, that I had a relationship in lockdown number one. I got really intense and beautiful. And then we decided to open things up and had a threesome. And then everything went tits up. And that ended, and now I'm dating the person we had a threesome with, and I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's actual gossip, isn't it? <laughs> That's real gossip. That's real shit. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Firstly, how you've managed to have a social and sexual life during a lockdown. I mean, none the wiser. Don't know how you've done it, but, you know, you have. Just the complications of threesomes. Like, okay, so I'm a poly person, right? So it means, like, multiple relationships, multiple lovers, all good. There are spreadsheets. People have got iCal reminders. Like, we all know what's going on. There's, like, access documents for how people feel and shit in polyamory, right? But to do, like, a threesome on a whim. Oh, my God. I couldn't think of the planning it would take in polyamory. And then... Lockdown 2.0 that's currently happening in England. It's not happening everywhere else. Although everyone in England is obsessed with the fact that everywhere is in lockdown. It's like, no, hon, it's just in this shitstorm of a Tory soup that is happening. Well, so with your end there of, oh, I don't know what's happening. I don't, I'm essentially saying you, you're asking me, you don't know what to do. I mean, I don't know what to do. 
I've just come out of a fucking relationship that I was crying about in therapy this morning because <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to share this. Am I going to share this? Yeah. Because he sent me an email that made an analogy to our relationship being more like the vet and what's her face in Shit's Creek than Patrick and David. And I was like, I can't believe that this is an actual thing, but that's 2020 for you. We've probably just got to get used to the fact that <laughs> we've all gone completely fucking mental. So good luck, listener. Thanks for calling. Hi, Scotty. I am a first-time caller. Loving the podcast. Love that it's a safe space for us to all talk about our shitting stories. So me, my siblings and my mum all have IBS and anxiety disorders. And I'm quite happy that this year Christmas might not happen because we all go back to my mum's and have to share one bathroom which is an absolute nightmare as you can imagine and I've also just recently moved in with my partner who's having to experience my first hand at IBS and uh, me constantly talking about my bowels bless them Uh, I hope you're having a good day I wish for you to have a lovely bowel movement i guess sweet that's it from me bye all gender presentations and non-gender presentations are welcome here all people of all people are welcome here and that includes those who identify as ibs (laughs) now five of you in the one family that's quite a lot, isn't it? Bless yous. And so, yes, I'm glad that you're not having to share one loo with each other as well. My God, your household must get through a lot of toilet paper. Maybe you use wipes. Look at me assuming the way in which you wipe your ass. I'm also assuming that you actually wipe your ass. Who knows? Have you seen those new adverts for um, Andrex on the telly? Which essentially just show you like people doing things that you can't actually do, like dancing or clubbing or doing a group exercise. And the moral of the story is like you sort of see the bum for most of it. And uh, at the end, it's like with Andrex, you can do anything. <laughs> I thought, really? <laughs> Just because you got a clean ass? Oh, there's been times in my life where I've had a shitty ass and I've still done it. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. That deserved a trigger warning, really, didn't it? Now, I'm glad that you feel that this is a safe space, in jest or not, because, you know, it's nice to feel that we're offering something back to the IBS community. First time caller as well, always give a little gold star to someone who's plucked up the courage to call for the first time, because, as we all know, the first time can be the most awkward. And you've you've broke your after the tone cherry there, and, and welcome to the gang. I think we're going to call you the IBS one from now on, if that's allowed. Hi, Scotty. Kara here. Thanks for such a lovely podcast and for the shout outs. That really um, touched my soul and warmed me up just when we needed it. Yeah, and thanks for trying to play um, Cilla Black. All the best there, because I think I'm pretty frigid by now and the amount of antidepressants I'm on, you'll be lucky to get any life out of the old todger. Sexual feelings, that's just a Marvin Gaye song. P.S. I know it's sexual healing. Sexual feelings, tonight. Well, the carer, lovely backup call there, love it. Always here for the carer. We had a caller call in last week. No, actually, we had a review. It was a very public review on Apple Podcasts, which said that the carer sounded very lovely. And I said, well, you know, I could play matchmaker. 
I don't mind playing that role. But yes, the antidepressants can play with the libido, can't it? And um, contrary to popular belief, that's not something that you lie on on a swimming pool in the summer. I have recently started... (laughs) I am actually a ridiculous human being, that's correct. Uh, I've recently started, well, last six months on um, Cetraline. Well, I tell you what, referring back to our last call, the shits that you have on Cetraline, no one's business, actually. I was pooing probably six, seven times a day. Mm. And it does affect the old sexualness, doesn't it? But it's that weird thing. It's like, as mentors, we have to pay off either desire or happiness. With selective serotonin uptakers, or whatever they're called, there's always a payoff. So it might mean that we can't do one thing because we want to be happy or one thing is denied from us because we want to feel less like we want to end our lives. And so it would just be nice in a world to exist where we are able to have everything. Actually, it's not even everything, though, is it? It's just like to be functioning would be lovely. I was saying this from a therapist today. I've been recently going through a breakup. Don't know if I told you. (laughs) We go through this breakup and my therapist said to me today, I was like, this is the first time I've done a breakup on medication and it feels a bit weird because I can be in this immense like sadness and upset and um, the next minute I'm fine. I've got like some space to breathe and my therapist went, it's called breathing space. Well, I thought, look at the new Foucault, the new philosopher sat in front of me here. It was like the first time that I'd heard the words breathing space and actually thought, oh, yeah, I understand that now. So I just want to use this little moment to share with you the room that we've had some tweets. You know me, big fan of the internet, not shy of the internet in the slightest. Some of my greatest work on the internet. If you don't follow me, at Scotty is fat, FYI, just putting it out there. Uh, now, you can talk to us via the hashtag after the tone pod, P-O-D. And some of you have. I've got a lovely tweet here from a person called Becky saying, Scotty's podcast after the tone, just listening to it. Thank God I found it. Some weird and wonderful messages that had me howling whilst I was walking in the park. What an absolute treat. Well, you're welcome, Becky. It's a service that we give to you for that exact scenario. Uh, another one here from Laura. Hi, Laura. I'm currently listening to After the Tone podcast at work, and I can't explain how much I love it without sounding even more like a straight or middle-aged mum that I actually am. (laughs) Anyway, I hope you don't mind, but I'll be doing some more... Some more what? What are you going to do more of? Anyway, uh, that's where the message finishes. So, you know, cliffhanger. Listen, me and producer Debbie, we do love having your feedback and the little bits of love and info that you give us and extensions of the stories on the internet medias, socials. Um, So hashtag after the tone P-O-D. Right, let's get on with the show. Hi, Scotty love. It's that JRF here. Hello. Also, hello to all the JRF fans. Thank you for all your lovely messages. Thank you for your continuing praise, support, friend requests. If you could try and make these monetary as well, that would be great, because times are hard, friends are few, and money's hard to find. But yeah, just ringing to say, Scotty, I do love your laugh. I think it's a gorgeous laugh. Though, obviously, me... And my ego. How come the carers getting? Um, oh, she sounds nice. 
What about me? I'm frigging good. <laughs> you know, I have been without love for a, a while. <laughs> but yeah, if anybody wants to date a five foot eleven, blue eyes, salt and pepper hair, thin in a bit, cuddly, bundles of fun, I'm fat, loves. If somebody would like to spend time with me, be affectionate, maybe bring me a present, tell me I'm pretty. If they're attractive as well, in their own gorgeous way, I will compliment them. And maybe I might put out, who knows. Yeah, if somebody wants to pump me, that'd be nice. <laughs> or I might give you a blowy, who knows. It's going to be a long winter here in Edinburgh. Oh, wouldn't it be lovely to have a little boyfriend, a little squeeze, a little someone to hug you from behind while you're frying their eggs? I mean, it doesn't have to just be affection around a stove, but that'd, <laughs> that'd be pleasant. You know, I used to get really upset when I was a teen because, um, well, I didn't think anybody found me attractive. And my lovely grandma used to say, oh, you know, you're much more attractive than Tim Hedman or Hugh Grant. That's putting an age to me. I mean, I am. I'm a fucking ride. As I was saying to a friend recently, isn't it weird? You look at photos of yourself from the past and you think, Christ, I felt like a fat cunt then and hated it, right? And then I sometimes look at these pictures and go, Christ, I'd love to be that fat. Also, I'd bloody ruin me as well if I got the chance. Um, I talk about big-headed. She's there saying she'd shag her past self, but you know. Yeah, so anyway, who knows, right? You could be like Scylla Black. We could have the first after the Tone Pod wedding. I look spectacular in white. Um, anyway, keep doing what you're doing, sweetheart. Love it as always. And love your saucy laugh. And big love to you. Big love to the listeners. Love and light. God bless. The gorgy JRF there. What a beautiful human. Always calls in every week. <laughs> I quite like that sometimes it's just another podcast of what was on last week's podcast. I think we should use JRF as the roundup. <laughs> and if you missed last week's show, this is what happened. <laughs> now, many touch points that I can relate to here, particularly when looking at past images of yourself and that weird body dysmorphia and uh, disassociation where at the time that it's taken you feel like the most repulsive human being of all time and you look back in disassociation and sometimes you can feel oh my god what was wrong with me I was so handsome and it's a bit a sweet thing where you think about everything that's possible and everything that was robbed from you I think nice, neat homosexuals will never understand the PTSD that's associated with what it's like when in the old days where we used to go out into bars, there was before the apps and um, the specialised app network um, where larger ladies like you and I could find those that desired and admired our bodies. You would be in this homogenous space and would have to put up with, on an hourly basis, some slight conventionally attractive young thing telling you everything that you weren't and I think it as much as we can brush it off it stays with us and it sticks with us and it, it does cause pain and anguish and I think we absorb 
that. And so in those moments where we feel those things and look back, I think we're looking back with the absence of those Queen's voices in our ears. (sighs) If only those Queen's weren't there. (laughs) Never a truer word said. Uh, Do you know what? When I'm cooking, I can't abide people touching me. Oh, the world's worst. I'm just trying to cook here and it's dangerous enough with my anxiety that I feel like I'm going to kill myself and other people, either through a chip pan fire or by me going absolutely berserk with a knife. (laughs) Think, what if I just drop this knife on their foot and it impales them? Do you like, I don't need somebody else coming up behind me and add into the risk factors. (laughs) Joe Ref, always a pleasure. Always a chore. Love to see you in white. Hi, Scotty. Loving the podcast. Really enjoyed last week's episode with all the chat about TV and radio jingles that stick in your head many years later. That's exactly how my memory works. I can't remember any of the stuff that would be like useful for my day-to-day life or work, but can remember stupid TV things from decades ago. The first one that sprang to mind for me was 018181811, which obviously, as all your listeners will know, is the telephone number for live and kicking, which sparked off another fun memory, which was that in approximately 1998, me and my big sister were in the live studio audience of live and kicking. What a once in a lifetime experience. I wore my brand new neon orange chunky trainers, which Zoe Ball complimented, thank you very much. And we watched a quote-unquote live performance from Steps. So if that's not the most 90s sentence you ever heard, I would love to hear what can top it. It truly was a day of highs and lows, though, because, as I recall, you did have to be 12 to be in the live studio audience, and me and my sister were only 8 and 10. So I spent the whole day in absolute fear that Jamie Theakson was going to ask to see my birth certificate. We did get away with it, though. And then when we returned home from our very exciting big day in the big city, I immediately stepped in a pile of my cat's vomit in my brand new neon orange chunky trainers. So a day of highs and lows, but very exciting for an eight-year-old nonetheless. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that trip down my memory lane back into the 90s. And thanks again for a great podcast. Bye. <laughs> I do remember the 0181811 but actually I am old enough to remember 0818111881 before they put the other one in because they updated all the telephone numbers. So that's how old I am. I remember Zoe Ball because Zoe Ball came into it as the sprightly young thing because before that, wasn't it, what's his name off the cube who's now a homosexualist, Philip Schofields and um, Sarah Green. Oh no, was that live in, that was, that was going live maybe? Oh, oh, my mind's emerging. But yeah, I remember, oh, and then Emma, what was her name, Emma? She was the cook on it. And then all of a sudden she became the lead presenter. And then we got the new one, which was the Scottish one with Morag the Cow and Gail Porter. I mean, television was a wild time when you were a kid. <laughs> love you, worried if Jamie Thinkston was going to ask to see your birth certificate. Oh, and Steps. I once saw Hearsay live, of all things, also quote-unquote, in um, Pepsi Max Live, which was filmed down in the Trocadero. Now, Hearsay, for those of you who might have forgot, they sung... It was like the song that went on for 25 minutes of them just being like... 
because they won some, I think, pop stars, the idols on ice or whatever. That was another television programme. Telly was great in the olden days, wasn't it? I tell you what, I am quite obsessed with watching on telly now is that programme that's on the BBC and probably might be available on BBC America for those of our American listeners called Ambulance. Actually, I don't know why they would show it in America because it would be really weird. Where essentially, oh my God, this is going to be fab. I'm going to describe Ambulance as a television programme to people who've never seen it before. And they'll be like, what? Essentially, it's a programme where a film crew follow an ambulance crew around for two days an episode and you get to see them go into Nana's houses and be like did you fall over how long ago and I'll tell you what I cry every week I can't abide it old people on the floor for days on end I just feel like what society are we living in Carol I don't have anybody in my life called Carol but yeah neon chunky trainers oh the joy of wearing an obnoxious article on your feet and being so teenage that you actually feel like it's rebellion the halcyon days first time caller long time listener and all time homosexualite and i've been wanting to call for a little while now but something has just really ground my gears today i've just left the gym yep and you know i'm going through on kim and aggie on these machines wiping them down after every usage to make sure that each drop of sweat i put on there is lifted and cleaned from within an inch of its life Yet some of these people are walking around, you know, lifting 90 kilograms, but they're apparently not strong enough to pick up a wee bottle of Dettol and a wee paper towel to give it a wipe down. And it's just, it's really annoying me. It's really got to me today. I don't know why. Here's me doing double cleaning work. I am paying to use the gym, but also to clean their equipment for them. So that's done my head in. But I suppose the good thing is I did get to go to the big Sainsbury's at Cameron Toll and get something nice for my tea. I've picked up some Grey's Nuts and Easy Peelers. Because what says Monday night dinner and Grey's Nuts and Easy Peelers. Anyway, love you lots. Hope you're well. Have a wonderful afternoon, evening, day, whatever it is. And also sorry to the people in England who cannot visit their local gym facilities. Don't worry, I'm counting my blessings that I can still do my exercise. And I think that's there my bus, so I've got to go. Cheerio! (laughs) <laughs> what a lovely neat accent that was you'll have had your tea god i love you so much for calling you know me with an accent on this podcast because of course in my own head i don't have one <laughs> and then i listen to myself back and be like who's that it sounds like what's the name of birds of a feather i was gonna say sharon stone <laughs> pauline quirk You be careful of your grazed nuts in that there big Sainsbury's. Now, I do stand in solidarity with you because I tell you what, even out of the pandemic, these people are sweating all over these bits and bobs with their sweaty arse cracks on rowing machines and they just sort of stand up and let it dry. Gyms have been providing us with Dettol and wipes and, well, usually Blue Roll for a very long time. I mean, I'm just a bit phobic of people at the best of times. So, you know, a pandemic has just given me an excuse. So I do I do stand in solidarity with you, actually. I feel if this was a Room 101 situation, if you were saying to me, can we put people in Room 101 who don't wash their gym equipment afterwards? I'd say, absolutely, you win, you're going through. So any more gripes, do feel free to send them in. And what a beautiful, neat Scots accent you had there. So, so lovely. Right. Anyway, that's me. Hello, Scotty. How art thou? Jamie Windust here. I thought I would just share you a story that happened to me a couple of weeks ago in my new 
flat building. My neighbour knocked on and asked if I wanted to go round for his birthday party. Very presumptuous. Very American, I thought. Very kind. I declined because I was away. So I thought, in the sake of romance, I would leave him a note on the doorstep. So the day that I left for my mini break, I wrote him a note saying, thanks for the invite. I'm afraid I'm away. Enjoy your birthday. Maybe we can have a cup of tea soon. Kiss. Jamie, flat six. Did that go down well? Did it fuck? I returned back for my mini break and I saw him the next day. And outside of my flat, I said, hi, how was your party? He just gave me dead eye contact and didn't say a word. Not a single word. So that was a really underwhelming and exciting story for you there. I'm just watching Dickinson's Real Deal with a cup of tea. Lots of love. And I'll see you on the flip side. No, I I need some closure to this story. Also, hi, international showbiz friend and published author of In Their Shoes, Jamie Windust. Hi. Personal friend, actually. Now, this isn't happening because I feel robbed of the answer. So I feel you need to go round, knock on and say, excuse me, there are thousands of listeners waiting to find out why you're giving me the dead eye, apart from you being a basic homosexualist. Apart from that, what have I done wrong? The gays. Funny bunch, aren't they? Funny bunch of people. Hot and cold, hot and cold. <laughs> it just, like, what did you say in that mess? I'm trying to, like, recount what you just said in that message that could have been misconstrued. Was it the fact that you weren't available? I mean, what? Maybe you got the wrong idea. Oh, no, because you knocked on. I don't know. I just feel that you've got to come back. And tell us more. Because, or maybe you're the person who's the next door neighbour. Maybe you're the American homosexual. Maybe you've got things to tell us. What's that all about? Oh, Jamie, I hope we get this resolved. Well, that's it for another week. Did we achieve joy? (laughs) Did we fuck? We've had burglary. We've had IBS. I can't believe I confessed to what... (laughs) It's been going on in my inbox this week. Oh, well, what's the worst that can happen? I'm sure he's unfollowed me. (laughs) Oh, awkward times, isn't it, at the moment? But do you know what? I've had a giggle and I hope you have too. Um, Remember, we'd love to hear from you. Absolutely everything is allowed. So load up this number. I'm going to read it out now, Okay, So get a pen and paper if you're that way inclined. Yeah? Got your pen and paper? Plus four four seven double eight two hundred three four two zero. Drop us a line. Remember, we'd love to hear from you and even on the internet as well. Hashtag after the tone POD. Right, you can now go entertain yourself for a while because, you know, I've done my fair share and sit on your hands until next week. And you know what? I tell you what, look after each other because the world is being a massive prick at the moment and not in a good way. All right, in a bit. After the tone, after the 
After the Tone is presented by me, Scotty, and produced by Debbie Kilbride for Debbie Productions. Massive shout out to Liv Morris and Louise Mothersall. And remember, press the follow on the subscribe button to make sure that you see us every Thursday. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.